Hello, and welcome to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I mean, that's also something that artists are fighting against. People uh, stealing their art? Yeah, so just as like a general heads up, if you see a company advertised on Facebook with like deals and super cheap shirts and stuff because there are a lot of those happening Mm -hmm. like 97 percent of the time they have ripped off an artist's work and a good portion of the time a lot of them are scams so you're not getting anything for your money anyway like they're gonna take your money and you're never gonna get that product Uh, but if you do a lot of times they have stolen that from from someone else so like on wish which is a legit site you'll get stuff from them um if you see enamel pins or anything that looks like an artist created it on Wish, don't buy that thing. That is a thousand percent stolen from some of the overseas manufacturers that make those pins. Fun times. What if I like getting scammed? I mean, you can get scammed all you want. Let an artist do it for you. <laughs> let an artist <laughs> scam At least let it be pretty. Yeah. Just put that in your buyer's notes when you check out an Etsy. It's like, can you make this a scam for me, please? I would like a throw pillow and I would like you to rake me over the coals. <laughs> can I get it in seven months after a make, lot of email exchanges? Make this thing, but just extort me so hard. <laughs> this is, is better be a tantric pillow. Can we can we add extort me daddy to a t-shirt? <laughs> We can. We have that power. You know how to navigate Printful, right? Um. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You could do all kinds of MS Paint illustrations <laughs> on T-shirts if do, you wanted uh, to. Can we buy Extort Me Daddy from GoDaddy? Probably. Does GoDaddy still exist? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still around. I mean, it's a. Maybe. If you want to be scant, if you want to be raked over the coals <laughs> for the extort me daddy <laughs> domain name, GoDaddy is the place to do it. Maybe we could offer like a like a special limited monthly thing. That could be fun. Print shirt. That way we don't flood our store with nonsense. Yeah. Because we could very easily flood our store with nonsense. And only get- patrons who pay. $200 a month or more get access to it. Hi, you're paying us money to get the chance to give us more money for stuff. For something it, demonstrably worse. Now you've been extorted. It, it will be dumb. But it will be the only copy. Like the Mona Lisa. Minus you crimesing that up, that's not a bad idea, though. Uh, what What are we actually going to do on this one? On this ramble? Are we yeah, recording? We are. We got most of that conversation. <laughs> Uh, extortmedaddy.com might have some links. <laughs> what services are offered on Extort Me Daddy? Um, there, there will be the the various products with gorgeous photos ripped off of Instagram, and then like six months later, you'll get one of those Pinterest fail versions of that in the mail. So that'll be the shop section of that website. Uh, is this is this a kink? Being extorted that I'm we're sh- catering to. I'm sure it's some sub subset of the bdsm crowd <laughs> it's just being it's, scammed online it's not really yeah, it's, it's just, not really sexual they just want to be taken advantage of in a fiduciary <laughs> sense 
it's it's like masturbation in that like i'm gonna be a sub to the internet this might be bad for our business model but the way to do that is to log on to the internet (laughs) to get scammed no to be a sub to the internet yeah just sort of by participating in it you are you are submissive to its i'm gonna uh, read its whims comment sections on a video i really like and I am going to buy many scam products. <laughs> is that something that we could program on Extort Me Daddy? Is a video section where the video constantly buffers and all you can do is read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like read and engage with the comments to advance the video. <laughs> what we're drifting toward... I just started watching Black Mirror mm-hmm. properly. What we're drifting toward is that, uh, that episode where everybody's on bikes... And they pedal to earn money Mm -hmm. and they have to like pay to watch stuff and also pay to not watch stuff. (laughs) That's where we're headed. Carmen, who are you going to main Smash Brothers? When does that come out? Friday. Friday? Oh, man. Every decision in this apartment will henceforth be decided on Final Destination, no items. That's, you know what? I don't know what any of that means, Luigi. (laughs) Some people, some people think it's boring. That's the way to play. No. No, I will push fi- Final Destination, Flatland, no items. And by Luigi, I mean Star Fox. Pro one on one, skill I'm only. To, I'm like grasping at my memory of that trailer <laughs> to figure out who who was included who in this. Who got blowed up? Yeah, Star all Fox. All of them are in it. All the boys. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, but I'm not all, like all of Sakurai's most precious boys are in that game. I didn't grow up with a console. You did. No, I, I did not. <laughs> That's patently false. I had I had a computer that I shared with my family. It had the Lion King game on it for a little while. So play as Simba. Nintendo Simba. Yeah, Simba is in it. Uh, Star Fox or the like the one Pokemon that was past the generation that I was collecting them that also looks kind of like a fox. Oh, Lucario. Yeah, that one. Waluigi. No. Lucario does Kamehameha's. Go w- listen to Destructo Discourse. Who's your main? <laughs> I mean, probably Luigi. If I want to go back to the original, yeah. I also I like to. This is probably not a surprise, but I pick all of the dumb like joke characters. Like I will play as Duck Hunt Dog. There is only one, and it's Mister Game and Watch or Mister Game and Watch. He, no, he is the ultimate fighting machine. He has a keyblade. He's he has everything. He's got <laughs> hammers. He's got trampoline. He's got fireman. He's got. He no longer has a Native American headdress. That's probably good. <laughs> Thanks, Nintendo. I I like Mr. Game and Watch because he's just got so many wild cards. He has a turtle. Yeah, he's He'll hard hit to hit you with a turtle. He's hard to read. The turtle's name is Steve. <laughs> Mr. Steven Watch. <laughs> Mr. Steven Watch was his father. <laughs> call me Game. <laughs> just call me and Watch. Um, boy. Friday, huh? The mode that we played on the original back at my hometown was um, the Star Fox ship, 99 lives, all bombs. Was this the the 64 version? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have done it. That's the way to play. Just hyper explosions <laughs> all the time. Just constantly explode the screen. That sounds like my, my kind of game because that's how I play Overwatch for sure. <laughs> Pretty much. That, I would consider that the mayhem mode of Smash Brothers. Sweet. I can probably it do is. that because I work best in an environment of extreme chaos. You ever just turn the, uh, what's it called? Like the, the 
damage, damage thing the handicap down yes so that like anybody who gets nudged dies yeah we did that with the bombs yeah because it's 99 lives it's so it takes a lot to get through (laughs) it's a good combo like the first time i played console games and i might have mentioned this um it was halo one of them in someone's dorm in college and i'd never touched a an xbox controller before and it had been had you touched any controller before? i had touched uh i think a nintendo controller because uh, i did play pokemon stadium at a friend's house in fifth grade you touched the worst controller but i hadn't touched a controller since then mm. so this is my first time like with the dual mm-hmm. like using one to move your head and the other one to move your body kind of controls and I could not, I, w- I was behaving like my grandparents, who we did also make play Halo sometime later. Sure. When sh- they played by, like, looking at their feet with their guns the whole time, so the rest of us were running around killing each other, and every now and then we'd just stop and watch this character, like, slowly shuffle just with his gun to the Check out the dirt. Um, so Master yeah. Chief is just checking out this year's crop. And, <laughs> and so that's how I played until they turned it to... I think it was 50% gravity, 200 times speed, <laughs> rocket launchers, gravity hammers. Ah, and once it, we introduced those elements of chaos, I got it. You could understand. I, it, it clicked with my brain. <laughs> so that is how I operate. We had a, a custom, this is probably in Halo 2, maybe, called Get to the Chopper. Um, it was kind of a zombie mode where there would be somebody with the with the energy sword mm-hmm. and a plasma pistol <laughs> um and they would be fast and everybody and couldn't use vehicles and everybody else would, would just try and hold out for as long as they could which was almost always like race to the banshee <laughs> and fly around until until the zombie managed to peg you with the with the pistol <laughs> and bring it down then it was just like can you get it working again before they find you <laughs> it was it was very dumb but we spent probably a lot of time on it it's really really an exercise in futility carmen who would you put in smash brothers well simba definitely out of all fictional characters out of all fictional characters ah oh, damn jane austen she's an author Cardi. You... <laughs> i was thinking jane Eyre though <laughs> The, you that could be kind of fun. You can't choose Goku or the Grinch because they're already in it. What? The Grinch is a weird pick. Um. Oh man. All fiction is a lot. That is, that is a huge. That's the scope. I don't know the the AI from Neuromancer. What are their moves? I don't know. Well, why'd you pick it then? Because I want to. Because I want Sakurai to <laughs> figure out what that is and then let me play with it. It's kind of like scanning my bookshelf, which at the moment has a lot of more nonfiction sitting out front than fiction. So, like the first thing I saw was the the Jenny Lawson furiously happy book, and I was like, I I would play Jenny Lawson throwing taxidermy at people. We made up Del Noir, right? She's fictional. Um, you wish. <laughs> she is not fictional. Can we she could, still be in Smash Bros? We could to- She can. We need Gordy. Gordy, your next game project is to Gordy make Smash Brothers, but with folklore. Okay, that sounds hard. Gordy, program Smash Brothers and okay. animate new characters. Yeah, that seems yeah. like a lot of work. But Hans, my hedgehog versus the Cherry Man. Look, fighting fighting games cherry are Man not would be good because he could just like chuck cherries together. and cherry pies. Would it be better if I said you could do Final Destination no items? Uh, that seems simpler to program. 
Can it you does. Do, can you do Street Fighter? Could I? Yeah. Probably. Can you program Street Fighter? Can you with... make Dal Noah throw a Hadouken? Made you, out of pins, no erasers. Yeah, I I could probably get something like that. Where fighting games are tough, though. Like those are those are tough to program and design. Yeah. Well, that, like a lot more than they look on the surface. It's time to challenge yourself, Gordy. The problem with Dal Noah is that she wouldn't have a hitbox. Why? She's unkillable. She would be. Um, she would be the hand thing at the she's, end. She's master hand. Yeah. So would she's. The- you don't get to play as her. But at like in the story mode at the very end, you're up against this mad baroness with infinite paper, pins, and no erasers. It's just a giant hand with a pencil and anything it writes you have to do. That'd be kind of fun, actually, as a game concept. <laughs> what? Say it again? Uh, like this hand in the sky writes things and you have to do them. You are compelled. It's like you're trying to do your story thing. But, but every now and then, just keeps getting introduced. This crazy baroness has a dwarf jump out from behind a lettuce, and you have to deal with that now. That's your day now. So it's procedurally generated. Sure. Like it's like it's a procedurally generated roguelike Smash Brothers. But, <laughs> Smash Brothers. <laughs> but the but like the game is a character. Yeah. Like like the character doing the generation is Madame Dolnois. Yes. <clears throat> If you want to get on the Game Awards, that's the way to do hellscape. it. I mean, Proc Gen is popular stuff. If you want to shake hands with Jeff Keighley, that's the way to do it. For for a good reason, boy. I've looked I've looked into some some procedural generation algorithms. It's uh seems like a pain. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's doable, but yeah. boy. Well, if you ever want to start folklore development game studios. I, I think there is a, a good folklore game that is much closer to being within reach. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, you talked about the Fish Brothers. Yeah, you... the, the thing about that I think that you are poised to strike with is that there hasn't been a good one yet. A good what? Folklore game. No. People have tried. Yeah, it's not been great. Or a good f- like fairy tale anime. There's a lot of anime-like elements I'm going to get some super heat on this. Um, Please, but like they're, they're go on. Not, they're not what I'm looking for when I look at a, uh, for a fairy tale anime. Like, I'm always disappointed to find out that it's just, like, it's a fighting thing yeah. or it's been super modernized. They just modernized. happen to be called Snow White. Right. Like, that, to me, is not interesting. It can It's probably good on its own, but when you give me that premise and I sit down and it's, it's not that premise. Yeah, it is. I am immediately turned off. Um, and there, we've encountered some very anime-like moments in the <laughs> dumbass tales we've read, and I just feel like this is such a rich vein that isn't being properly tapped. There is that one that is specifically folk tales from Japan that seemed pretty good, but I haven't yeah, watched it because you said I was not allowed to. An anime? Yeah. I mean, it seems it seems ripe for something other than Neil Gaiman novels. And this podcast, and this podcast, like there's, there's juice in there. They cert like fairy tales inspire a lot of stuff, but it's, is it just like a lack of a cohesive setting, that's been the barrier? Possibly, because like it's... fairy tale, I would say to anybody other than us, like doesn't mean like a world. Like what's the fairy tale world? Like oh, you got Cinderella and yeah. like it's Shrek. 
basically but that's that's its own thing if you want tyler's honest answer like yeah casting aside the affectation of the show <laughs> take the, the goof, crime we take the goof hat off yeah exactly if you want my real answer i would say it is like a stuffy rigid adherence to the source material yes that immediately makes it feel dated and boring yes right you either go that way or you completely ignore the source material except for the names like it's one or the other yeah it's not there's there's not a happy marriage of the two right and the other thing i think is is the um the disney taint sure of sort of like (laughs) the disney Uh, taint (laughs) ah yes (laughs) who among us hasn't felt the disney taint (laughs) but like when you think of fairy tale, if you have not been deeply embroiled into like this show or the other folklore shows out there, or, if or that's even not, just books, yeah, if that's not like a big passion of yours, you think Disney Cinderella, Disney Snow White, and all of the trappings that go with those characters, the like mm-hmm. costumes not adhering to any historical accuracy at all, and uh, color schemes and all of that, and so yeah, that's. You have Elsa instead of the real Snow Queen who kidnapped a boy <laughs> after shoving glass in his eye, kind of. Uh, well, he, she didn't shove glass in his eye. He had glass shoved in his eye by the forces of nature. Yeah. I think that's, like, it's not the best. It could be better. And they do sort of, like, sugarcoat things and sort of dumb them down for modern audiences. But I think that is what makes Disney work. Yeah. Is the thing that I'm talking about is they they aren't rigid with the source material. Yeah, no like Disney's adaptations of these folk fairy tales are are good on their own. There's merits. a reason that they are popular. And I I do I enjoy Frozen a lot. I think it's an interesting take on it. I think Beauty they and did the Beast. Beauty and the Beast was excellent. There were no monkey butlers. Point Sadly. point of order. Um but despite that, still pretty good. Yeah, they they cleaned up a lot of these and made them a lot more accessible in a good way. Um, but I think what's what's tainted the waters there is that everyone else is afraid to do that again differently. Yeah. And so... I mean, that's always the problem is that somebody takes the risk, it works out, and then it becomes a formula. Yeah, everybody Because everyone's just, like, well, that works, so we got to stick to that now. Right. Yeah. Uh, this has also led to like an interesting thing where you get takedown notices on Etsy if you have fairy, fairy tale, tale characters. Because Disney <laughs> owns the world. Yeah, like, and and I've heard people like successfully argue their way out of it. Like, no, Peter Pan is a public domain book by J.M. Barry. Motherfucker! <laughs> that don't step. Are you uh, telling me Disney is overly litigious <laughs> with their copyrights? <laughs> Doesn't sound like the family-friendly company I know. Disney, the company that tried to trademark Deus de los Muertos. Yeah. <laughs> Your whole culture belongs to us now. It's on a paper. Royalties for every time you want to celebrate. Happily ever after. Tra-la-dee-dee-ha-dee-ho, da-ha-dee-dee-ha-dee-ho Tra-la-dee-dee-ha-dee-ho, she'll live happily ever after